mindfulness mode. You get to give it voice. You get to let it out. And sometimes that'll come out in movement or sound or words or just in feeling in your body. Welcome, Mindfulness Mode. Welcome, Mindful Tribe. So good to have you with us today. And today, I'm with an entrepreneur and author of the book, Present Moment Awareness. And you might have read this book, you might have seen this book, because it was written around 20 years ago, and it's just been republished. And the author now has a new book called Coming Full Circle, which we'll be talking about as well. And he talks about what he learned during his own multi-year process of healing trauma and he talks about how he used psychedelics to help heal that trauma and so we're going to be talking all about this with our guest Shannon Duncan. Shannon are you in mindfulness mode today? I am, I am. That's great. <laughs> Shannon so let's start here. What does mindfulness mean to you? Mindfulness to me means being present to um, not only the present moment, but to myself, what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, how I'm perceiving, how that's being interpreted and how my body is reacting, being truly mindful to my experience of life in any given moment and what I can learn from that and how I can grow from that. Right. Just as the title of your book illustrates present moment awareness. So tell me about the journey that you were on when you reached that point that you just had to put this into a book called Present Moment Awareness. What was that like? Um, I was in the early part of my learning journey and I had been working with a really talented therapist um, named Taffy, who mm -hmm. I'm still in touch with all these years later. Um, and um, we had been doing a lot of uh, mindfulness-based therapy. We were using a, a process called Haikomi, mm -hmm. which is uh, you know present moment awareness of emotional states as they're moving and presenting in your body. And it was really powerful for me. The power of now was out at that time. It was really mm -hmm. big, very popular. And uh, I, I really loved that book. But in speaking to a lot of people, they're like, well, this is great, but practically on a day-to-day -day basis, what can I do? How do I, you know, how do I go from where I'm at now to what he's talking about? And and so I was, I just wanted to put together a guide to getting started with deep mindfulness in the present moment, and that's what that book is. So. Uh, some of the challenges that you had in your life, did they take you to a place of anxiety or depression or addiction or any of these places that a lot of people have challenges with? Yeah, the, 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 the challenges I had in my childhood, and I, I had um, very early life trauma, mm -hmm. um, significant very early life trauma that uh, continued until, you know, I was able to leave home. Um, and some of it I knew about and I could see how it was affecting me. And there was some that was deeply hidden from my view that I only came to being able to address through the psychedelic healing work that I discuss in coming full circle. Um, was it difficult for you to make that jump to psychedelics? Not at all. I had uh, I had explored psychedelics earlier in my life. I had explored them uh, recreationally, like I was introduced to them by a good friend and we just went on a walk and had a deep talk. And I began seeing, wow, this is this is something very different than I imagined. It really opens my mind up. I can see things in such a different way from such a different perspective. And so it allowed me to start really 
shifting and changing and growing. Um, and then I would I later took those psychedelics into a more expansive use and deep spiritual development and deeper self-awareness. And then eventually I came to having a professionally guided psychedelic sessions called medicine work. And that's where they mm -hmm. go deep inside. And that's where real, true, deep healing can happen. And where did you go to have that guided assistance with the psychedelics? Um, my very first session, it was through networking. A friend told me about somebody who offered a specific kind of psychedelic experience and it was in mm -hmm. a guided session and this person wasn't you know there there are a lot of people offering guided sessions that are yes, just Joe right. Schmoes and they went to Burning Man and had a big experience and so they came back and wanted to be a shaman and they're dangerous and I talk about them a lot in the book there are a lot of people who are truly dangerous in their ignorance and it's important to be able to recognize them and um, isn't it difficult to be able to recognize them for a lot of people um, it is. That's why I was so exhausted in talking about it and coming full mm -hmm. circle. Um, I yeah. really wanted people to be able to know, okay, so there are qualifications these people should have, especially around working with trauma. Right. And um, there are just there are just too many people popping up starting to offer this in the under, underground scene. You know, there, So there are legally sanctioned clinical trials for getting psychedelic treatments. And some people are seeing true benefit from that. There are some problems with it. There's some growing that needs to happen with it, but it's a start. And so it's good. And then there's the underground and that's where you can go and work with people. And some of these people have been doing this for decades and there are people that are really, really good at it. And there are people that have been doing it even for decades that are really, really bad at it. And that's why it's so important to really understand what to look for and what kind of questions to ask to know who you're dealing with and what they can really offer. Right. Right. Well, it's great that you've made this book available. And uh, yeah, so was it was it a challenge to put all this together in a way that you felt was really current and helpful to the to the reader? It wasn't a challenge in that way. For me, the big challenge was, you know, because this is this is an informative guide, but it's also a memoir. Mm -hmm. And so it's telling my story of what brought me to needing to use psychedelics in this way. And it's also a deep, a deep exploration of my own experiences and going through it. And that makes it more relatable. It's not just concepts that somebody's saying that sound good, but it's actual direct experience from another human being. And I'm, I'm such a introverted private person by nature. Okay. It was really hard for me. It was easy for me to write it. It was very hard for me to make the decision inside of myself that I was going to share it. <laughs> and so um, that was probably the most challenging aspect of the book is just making myself so visible, so vulnerable. And um, um, it's it's been amazing so far. I've been met with nothing but uh, people that are appreciative of it because it gives them permission to also be human and vulnerable. Can you share with us some of the feedback you've received from the book, Shannon? Um, yeah, so I've, I've, you know, I've gotten a number of book reviews. I've gotten a number of people reaching out via social media mm -hmm. and just talking about how it's given them permission to let themselves be more vulnerable in the work that they're already doing, that it, it helped them to relate to how psychedelics might fit into their own life if they were going to approach it in this way. 
I've had a number of people who offer the guided services that felt that they learned a lot from it, hearing it from the perspective of somebody who went through it and what was good for me and what was not good for me, what worked and what didn't. Um, yeah, that's that's the that's the the most of the 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 feedback I've gotten back so far is it's just really useful, really helpful right. in, in understanding how to approach all of this. Have you and, read very many of the other books out there on psychedelics? Honestly, I haven't. I haven't. Other than Bessel van der Kolk's uh, The Body Keeps the Score, yes. I, I haven't picked up a book on psychology or self-help in over 15 years. Yeah. It just it hasn't been necessary for me. There was a, a transition point where I knew that I was going to have to have a direct experience of myself if I was going to figure out how to untangle these knots of trauma and just getting up in my head about more of the latest self-help, whatever, wasn't going to be helpful for me. Um, and so for me, it became about direct experience and being highly pragmatic and just trying to find truth for myself. And it was when I finally came came across guided psychedelic sessions properly held. I just lucked out and got a really good guide that I got mm -hmm. started with that I found that it was possible. Well, in your book, Present Moment Awareness, you're talking about honesty. You share your thoughts on honesty and what it means to be in the moment. And then you go on and talk about the four phases to this process. Could you share a little bit of that with us? Um, yeah, I don't actually remember what the four phases are off the top of my head. I wrote that book, you know, over 20 yeah, years no, ago. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no problem. Yeah, I have that um, but the, here. But the idea, you, you talked about the power of this moment was your first phase. So those are like sections in the book. <clears throat> yeah, um, they are. They are chapters. You in know, the book, yes. really what I was trying to get at with present moment awareness is that, you know, you can do it's in it. And again, present moment awareness is for people just getting started in this process for right. someone who's already been working with their own mindfulness is going to be very basic. It was yeah. meant, meant to be very basic. It was meant to be a sure. way to give somebody a way in. Um, and, yeah. and throughout present moment awareness, it's about self-honesty. It's about trying to see yourself as honestly as possible, because when you're dealing with what's real and not what you're afraid of or what you want to be true, mm -hmm. that's where you get the option to make real change. That's where you can grow. And so it's slowing down, looking inward while staying present in the world and seeing what's there and accepting what's there and using that as what you use to move forward. Um, and that's, um, that's, that's really the heart of that simple book is, mm -hmm. is self-awareness, self-honesty and the willingness to own it and grow. Well, I know that music is part of your mindfulness. Can you share how the piano plays a role in that? Yeah, it was really interesting because my whole life I saw myself as somebody who could not play music. For some reason, it was just in my brain that I wasn't possible. And in doing the psychedelic, the professionally guided psychedelic therapy sessions, again and again, I would express, I, I need to be creative. I need something to happen. And finally, I knew it was music. And then one time I just, I just signed up for some piano lessons and I went and bought a digital piano. And I started taking lessons and man, I took to it like a fish to water. It just, it was just moving through me. And it just, it was just, it just made so much sense. I even, I'm two and a half years into learning piano now. And I even have a grand piano sitting over there. I practice it, you know, an hour to two awesome. hours every morning. And it's just, it's just something I adore. Um, and, and since then I've picked up learning classical guitar and I even started singing. 
I oh, never great. thought I could sing. And it was through the psychedelic therapy work where it just, it, it allowed the question to come in. How do I know I can't sing? How do I know that's mm -hmm. not possible for me? And so I went and I took a first lesson and this really cool teacher that lives near nearby me, he started playing notes on the piano and I could match them. It wasn't great, but I could match pitch. I could hear mm -hmm. and match pitch. And sure. I'm I'm a little over a year into singing lessons and it's remarkably different how much it's evolved. And all of that was because during the psychedelic healing work, I allowed new questions about the reality of me to, to come in. That's, that's really part of the power of psychedelics is seeing things from a different perspective and allowing new possibilities to manifest. And do you see yourself going to a place where you will even be more creative, maybe composing and doing that kind of work? I don't know. I haven't been pulled in that direction. I'm really pulled towards uh, being able to improvise both on, both on the piano and the guitar. And so I work mm -hmm. a lot on scales and understanding music theory. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a, uh, for a music teacher that can help me start working more towards improvisation. I love reading sure. music and playing music, um, but I, uh, I really want to be able to express just freely that's that's where my heart's been pulling me this whole time is, is in that direction. And so that's uh, that's the next phase of my music. And I don't know where it goes after that. Um, you know, I do have a bit of a fantasy about, you know, being able to do the whole campfire thing with a guitar and singing a song. Yeah. But we'll see if that comes around. You know, it's a, <laughs> it's a dream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What role does nature play in your life, Shannon? Um, nature is how I ground myself. You know, I live uh, in Southern California, but I'm a little more rural. So I've got, I don't know, three and a half acres. Um, I'm on the edge of um, a natural preserve. So like my view over the top of your head here is this big open space of natural preserve. Uh, um, nice. So I'm looking out at the mountains and green and um, it's just, um, you know, getting out for a, a regular hike or just going for a walk in the trees. Um, it's deeply grounding for me. It just recenters me and brings me back into the moment. It's just, it's just so important to connect with the earth and to connect with life and remember that we're a part of that life. Right, for sure. Shannon, do you have a meditation routine you can share with us? My, you know, since present moment awareness, my meditation routine is in my daily life. It's the constant process of bringing myself back into the moment. Uh, you know, I'll notice when I'm in my head. I'll notice when my fantasies are carrying me away or my frustrations are getting me into frustrated fantasies or whatever, you know, having those arguments with somebody in your head, that kind of thing. And, and it's bringing myself back and reconnecting with what it feels like to be rooted to the ground, what it feels like to be in the room that I'm in. What do I hear? What do I smell? What do I taste? What do I, what do I see? Sometimes I'll look around and I'll just really ground myself back and my whole body just settles. And that's, that's my constant practice is just bringing myself back, being self-aware. And it's, I'm just doing the lessons that I put out in present moment awareness, which are all lessons that people put out before me. You know, sure. I, didn't, I didn't create anything new around that. It was just making it really, really simple and accessible. Speaking of being aware, are you aware of your dreams? And if so, what do they mean to you? It's interesting that I am very rarely aware of my dreams anymore. I'm not sure why that is. It's been years and years since I've been 
consciously aware of the content of my dreams. Um, I don't know if I'm just sleeping deeper <laughs> or, yeah. or what. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're going on in there, but I just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not ever really aware, aware of what they are anymore. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit more about psychedelics and what you shared in your newest book. Mm -hmm. uh, for anyone just curious about this, what would you say to somebody who is a newbie in this area? Um, somebody who's a newbie that's specifically interested in investigating psychedelics as a mode towards healing is yes. um, to educate yourself. Mm -hmm. Is there's there's a lot to know. Um, you want to be educated on the legalities, so you're you're going into a eyes wide open. Mm -hmm. The legalities around psychedelics have changed significantly in most places. Simple possession, as long as you don't have enough that it looks like you're trying to sell them, which there's no reason to have that that, am that amount on you. In a lot of places, like in California now, it's a ticket, like a traffic ticket. <laughs> they don't oh. even take you to jail if they find mushrooms or something on you. Oh, okay. As long as it doesn't appear that you're distributing, and you shouldn't be. No. Um, um, uh, and the safety concerns, um, how they would match up with your own health and the medicines you might already be taking and the prescriptions or supplements you're already taking. So it's important to educate yourself on the medicines that you have. It's important to educate yourself on how to test the, the psychedelics so you know that you're taking what you think you're taking because mm -hmm. even things like ecstasy, MDMA, have been found to be laced with fentanyl in some places. So right. it can be deadly if you don't know what you're taking. So it's really important to understand that. Um, and I, that's really what I tried to cover in Coming Full Circle is for somebody coming to it that's done their own work but not getting what they need from it or somebody that's newly approaching this, how they can understand what this really is. There's a great deal of misconception out there that the psychedelics are a magic bullet and you just need to go someplace and you take it while you're listening to some spiritual music. Right. And, uh, you know, somebody's sitting nearby trying to look like a guru and somehow that's going to fix you. And it doesn't really work like that. And I, I just want people to go into the entire experience with their eyes wide open. They're educated, they're confident, they, they know what's going on, and they're ready to approach that in a, in a very safe and um, and informed way are there any kinds of traumas that you think maybe are not ideally dealt with by psychedelics um no but there are people that are not ideally suited to working okay. with psychedelics in this way um, if you're if you're unprepared if a person is unprepared to sit with their own uncomfortable emotions they're not ready to work with psychedelics in this way because psychedelics don't go in and magically somehow fix you. What they do is they give you access to the parts of yourself that are otherwise usually inaccessible, like in talk therapy, so that you can bring it out into the light. You can give it expression. You can feel the feelings that felt like they were too much before and allow them to release. It's the things that when we're hurt, and it's so overwhelming that our body perceives our own feelings as a threat to our own well-being, that those things get locked away deep inside. They get shoved down. We get all these defense mechanisms built around them. And it's those defense mechanisms that cause all the problems, right? The addictions, the depression, the anger, the, the whatever it is for someone. And the, 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 some people, you know, escape their feelings through sex. And so... It's a direct reversal of this and that you go in and you allow the defenses to express and then you get into the stuff that you're being protected from 
and you get to give it voice. You get to let it out. And sometimes that'll come out in movement or sound or words or just in feeling in your body. But it's that's the real power of working with psychedelics in this way. And so not everybody's ready for that. And and a lot of a lot of therapists who offer this kind of service require people be in regular therapy with them for at least six months before they'll do their first psychedelic session so that they're properly and mentally and emotionally prepared for the experience. Right. And just a reminder, Mindful Tribe, the book is called Coming Full Circle, Using Psychedelics to Heal Trauma, written by Shannon Duncan. So yeah, check that out. And Shannon, what's your website? ShannonDuncan.com. Okay, with two N's, S-H-A-N-N-O-N. D-U-N-C-A-N, ShannonDuncan.com. Mm -hmm. Now, Shannon, I wanted to talk to you about the topic of bullying because I've worked in this field for some time. Okay. Do you have a story you can share with us about bullying, somehow related to bullying, where mindfulness would have made a difference? Well, you know, when I was in fifth grade, I was bullied pretty mercilessly. You know, I lived oh, really? in a, a rural Oklahoma town. And there was this group of four boys, three or four boys that would pursue me every day to school mm. and back. And um, I couldn't get any help about it. Um, I would like leave for school at the very last minute. So hopefully I'd get there after they were already there. And then I would take off as soon as the bell rang and try to get home. And I was hiding at home and not going outside and playing. And um, it was it was a devastating experience. Yeah, sounds um, it. And I took it I took it to be about me, as most kids will. I took it there's sure. something wrong with me and that's why I'm being treated this way and that's why no one wants to help me. It was right. a deeply emotionally a wounding experience that took a very long time in my life to heal. Mm -hmm. um, had I had the capacity to be more mindful of myself back in the day, I could have seen that this is these boys acting out their own angst and this is them just being kids and I'm just an easy target because I've reacted so powerfully. You know, if I yeah. turn around and punched one of them in the nose, even if I had gotten bullied, even if I'd gotten beaten up after that, I probably would have had more respect. But, you know, because of the other traumas in my life as a child, I was terrified. And so yeah. I was just trying to escape. I was trying to keep myself safe in the way I knew how. And had I been able to be more mindful of myself and pull back from the feelings and see things from a little bit bigger picture back then, um, I would have had a different, less traumatic experience of it. Um, and it was later in my life where I was mindful and I could see my own anger coming out and my own reactivity due to the traumas when I could pull back and realize where those were coming from and how those misperceptions as a kid led to this, um, that I was able to start healing from it. Right, right. Thanks for sharing that. As we move forward in the interview, Shannon, I want to ask you five quick answer questions. So just 30 second answers are perfect. Okay. The first one is this, who is one person who has been a powerful mindfulness influence in your life? One person would have been my therapist, Taffy. She was my first oh, right. real therapist, and she introduced me to this process called Haikomi, uh, mindful body uh, experiencing, uh, somatic body experiencing. And it's, she taught me deep mindfulness um, mm -hmm. and self-awareness that uh, I still use to this very day. Wow. Yeah. Let's talk about your emotions and how mindfulness has helped you deal with your emotions differently. 
Sure. Um, what I learned from Taffy in the mindfulness and in working with Haikomi, I learned to pull myself back and observe my emotions. Whereas before that, my emotions just defined me, right? They just, right. whatever I'm feeling, this is truth. This is what's real. There was no consideration that, oh, these emotions are coming because I feel really insecure underneath or I'm feeling very sad or I don't feel safe. And so mindfulness and uh, self-awareness and self-honesty has really allowed my inner world to expand out where I contain the emotions. I'm not the emotion. Right. Uh, let's talk about uh, breathing. Uh, do you have any comments or any techniques, any thoughts that you want to share on breathing? I, um, I discuss quite a bit in both books about breathing, and it's absolutely essential to mindfulness. Um, how you're breathing, as you know, almost anybody that's enjoying your podcast is going to know how you breathe. Yes is a direct indicator of your state. And so if you're breathing from high in the chest, you're more panicked, you're, you're more in the, the lizard brain, right? And so it's good to start breathing from down in the abdomen to settle mm -hmm. your body, to settle your mind. Um, and again and again, it's been breathing and psychedelic experiences that save the day. When emotions coming out were just overwhelmingly big and it would have been easy to get swept away into panic, my guide there reminding me to breathe down in my belly just settles everything. It makes it makes it um, tolerable. It, it allows me to help release. Yeah. Both of your books, I highly recommend coming full circle. Of course, your most recent book. And uh, do you have any other books you would recommend? No, I wrote a present moment awareness and it was received pretty well and picked up by the same mm -hmm. publisher that had Eckhart Tolle at the time. Yeah. Or Tolle. I, I never know if I'm saying that right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Eckhart. Um, and, uh, and, uh, you know, that went to my head a little bit. I still had a lot of insecurities I wasn't quite dealing with yet. And, um, yeah. and, uh, I, I wanted to run out and just start writing. And then I just realized I'd, don't have anything to say and I'm not going to write anything until I have any, I have something real to say and I'm not just repeating what other people have said. And that came out in full circle over yeah. 10 years later. Are there, are there any apps at all of any kind that you recommend? Yeah, actually um, when I first wrote present moment awareness, there weren't apps. Right. And so I made this little device. It was kind of triangle shape and you wore it on your belt, like a pager. It was called the focus tool. And it would mm -hmm. go off between 20 minutes and two hours apart. And when it would alert you, you would breathe, bring yourself back in the moment, do the exercises from the book. And when I just released, re-released present moment awareness for its 20th anniversary, I made an app for the focus tool. And so that is available for Android and um, iPhone and it's free and it does not track data of any kind. I just, it's, it's, it's genuinely free. I get nothing from somebody using it. And then if somebody wants uh, a few more features, you like you can have more messages that you're alerted about through the day and just a few more bells and whistles is $4 a year. Mm -hmm. So it's it's really meant that I'm just sharing this app with the world and, and a lot of people seem to find it very useful. I use it myself yeah. all the time. Yeah, I downloaded the app and uh, yeah. So Mindful Tribe, I appreciate this app. So check it out. Yeah, that's the uh, really focus great. tool. Yeah, the focus tool. Yeah, thank you for that, putting that app out into the world and as we wrap up the interview i just wonder if you have some final words of advice for our mindful tribe listeners shannon well you know the nature of my uh, interview tour is uh, is promoting coming full circle and 
really that book is there to help people who are curious about or interested in in exploring the possibility of psychedelics to help them heal trauma. And so, um, you know, for them, I would just like to say that real help is available if you're ready, willing, and able to approach it. And I, I, I genuinely hope that the book is of service to that end. Right. Yeah, thanks for writing it. And thanks for being on Mindfulness Mode, Shannon. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a great interview. Thank yeah. you. Oh, great. All the best to you. Bye now. Bye. Hey, Mindful Tribe, I hope you enjoyed our episode today. And thank you for listening, as always. And do check out Athletic Greens. AG1 is their product. And it is a product that, in my experience, can help you have deeper sleep. In my experience, it can help you have more energy. And uh, if you use this code, you can uh, get five free travel packs with your first purchase athleticgreens.com slash mindfulness so check out athletic greens and till next time take what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm focus and happiness stay in the mode